Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From the shining cloud, the Father's voice is heard. This is my beloved Son, hear him. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. If we want to understand what happened on the mountain, we first need to explore why they went up the mountain in the first place, especially since prayer is the first pillar of our Lenten observance. I think we all know the importance and the benefit of prayer, and I think we all make an effort to pray, but I'm quite certain that most of us desire more from our prayer lives, something deeper. And that's important in order to keep growing in wisdom holiness and happiness to keep growing in relationship with God. This Lent, we can ask, are we any better positioned to receive the risen Lord this year than we were last year? A relationship with God, like a relationship with anyone that we care about, can only exist and grow if we continue to spend time together and if we talk with each other, really talk about the matters of the heart, and that's what prayer is, dialogue with God, 
as we notice in today's readings. The first reading tells us that God took Abram outside and had a conversation with him. That's prayer. The psalm gives us an example of King David's prayer in the face of danger. Your presence, O Lord, I seek. Hide not your face from me. St. Paul in the second reading reminds the Christians in Philippi that while most people occupy their minds with earthly things, our citizenship is in heaven. Our attention is on God. That's prayer. And finally, in the gospel, Jesus leads three of his closest disciples away from the hustle and bustle of daily life up to the top of a high mountain where he can be alone with them and give them a lesson in prayer. Now, however, we often look the most remarkable evidence for the importance of prayer. Jesus prayed. Last week, we read how he went into the desert to pray. This week, we hear him going up the mountain to pray. And how many other passages throughout the gospel do we hear Jesus went off to pray? Now, think about what that implies. Jesus was God, made man. He was perfect, sinless, without any tendencies to selfishness, laziness, or pride. He had no emotional scars from a difficult family upbringing, no personality disorders, no lacks, no wounds, no imperfections at all. If he, who was perfect in every way, needed prayer to fulfill his life's mission, what does that imply for us, who are so imperfect, so weak, so vulnerable to every sort of temptation and wounded by every kind of sin? Christ was a man of prayer. And as he put it himself, no disciple is greater than his master. If Jesus needed to pray, so do we. Jesus took Peter John and James, and went up the mountain to pray. As I was meditating on why a mountain, I remembered a very impressionable hike I made up Mount Katahdin in Maine. And there was something about that day that helped me appreciate the journey and notice my surroundings in a more spiritual way. Everything seemed so rich with meaning from leaving the shadows of the trees and entering an unusually pure light as I cleared the tree line, arriving at the summit with the satisfaction of accomplishment, but finding a joy in the place that was unexpected. I sat down and took it all in, and there was awe in every direction. The beauty of creation, the evidence of God's power and love, and the vastness of God's existence. I don't know if it was the mountaintop, the quiet, the sunlight, or the views, but it all converged into an overwhelming sense of peace and contentment. I felt closer to God in that moment than I had before in my life, and I was compelled to pray. A free-flowing stream of words and feelings. And then, as I sat in silence, I realized that I had been praying since I cleared the tree line with every step, with every new experience. 
Now, while my mountaintop experience was beautiful, it doesn't mean that my prayer life ever since was always that way. But it did give me a glimpse of what prayerful encounter with God is like, and it helped me understand what we can do better to be disposed to these kinds of encounters. I think place is important, as is a deliberateness in movement to that place. I didn't climb Katahdin to make a pilgrimage, but that's what happened. I arrived at an inspiring location with no distractions, just reminders of God's presence and love. So choose a time and a place in which you won't be interrupted and remind yourself that Christ is with you, that Christ wants to be near you, and think of all the blessings that he has bestowed upon you. Next, share an experience with God. Do something together, whether it be reading a spiritual book or a scripture passage, or sh sharing a significant happening of the day as you would do with any good friend. Then reflect on your time together. Consider what struck you during the readings or the conversation. Are you left with a thought or a feeling or an image? And remember, God speaks to us all in very different ways. Moses heard God in the extraordinary experience of a burning bush. Elijah heard God in the tiny whispering of the wind. And God is speaking to you through your experience. Listen. Whatever you hear from God, apply it to your life. As Peter, James, and John heard on the mountaintop, this is my chosen son, listen to him. The listening part of prayer is usually the part that gives us the most trouble. And we see that with Peter today, wanting to erect a tent and remain in the awesomeness of the moment, but not knowing how to reflect on the experience or how to listen to what Jesus was trying to say through his transfiguration. And another trap is believing that there's only one right way to pray. If there is a right thing, it's to strive for sincerity in your conversation with God. The desire to be with and to share experiences is the foundation for a prayerful encounter. As Paul said to the Romans, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself intercedes with inexpressible groanings, and the one who searches hearts knows the intention. If we pray from a desire for a sincere conversation, a meaningful encounter with God, our prayer will lead to a life-changing transformation, just as it did for Jesus. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. But while he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. Think about the transformation you desire in your life and bring it with you to wherever your mountaintop is. Share an experience with God. Listen to him and watch what happens. Do this throughout Lent and beyond 
And next Lent, when considering your prayer life and your relationship with God, you will still want more, but you'll be more confident that you've grown in holiness and in relationship with God since last Lent. Just imagine, Jesus took me up the mountaintop to pray. That's the power of your prayer.